Hey, 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 everyone. Fraser Brooks here with the Network Marketing Ninja Podcast, episode 112. And today, I am super excited to be able to share with you someone who I've looked up to from afar. And I'll share with you a little bit more about why in a minute. But I'm super excited to welcome to you, Mr. Rob Moore. How are you doing, buddy? Good, Fraser. How are you? Thanks for having me on your show. I'm all good in the hood. I uh, love it. And it's so good to be able to to be able to interview an entrepreneur who's not American. Um, I have to admit. <laughs> hey, I love my American friends, but I get you. You know, us British do things a bit differently. I get you. No, that, that, that's for sure. And it's, it, it's been so I'll tell you this, guys. Um, Rob is, is an author to 17 best-selling books. Some of the books uh, money and life leverage are incredible. We're going to talk about that at, towards the end of this podcast show. But the re- one of the things that I, I love about Rob, I've actually never had the chance to consume his content. I've never had the chance to to tune into what he what he what he does. Apart from re- until recently, when I obviously discovered Clubhouse, which we'll come to a little bit later. But when I started podcasting eighteen months ago, I discovered a website called Chartable. Now Chartable is kind of like a like a top of the charts for podcasts for those of you who remember top of the charts right or top of the pops and so I was on there I was in the category of um, you know entrepreneurship and I was always on the UK entrepreneurship charts I was like oh one day I'll be in that top 10 but number one was Tim Ferriss number two was Gary Vaynerchuk number three was you know some other celebrity some other celebrity influencer then I saw Rob Moore the disruptive entrepreneur and I thought, ooh. So I started to I started to then follow Rob and I started to see what he's doing. And I just I really, I really think what you're doing is is absolutely incredible. But before we kind of get into this, I want to ask you some real quick fire questions if you're up for it. I'm up for it. Let's do it. Love it, love it. Beaches or cities? Cities. Ooh. Hate the sand. Hate <laughs> the sand. Don't don't tan very well. Got the fire wire gingerness in me. Definitely uh-huh. cities. Raised in pubs, love the noise, love the hustle and bustle, love the convenience. Cities all day long. That's well, that, if you did it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. So if you if you don't if you if you're a, if you don't like sand, I guess sneakers or trainers versus flip flops. Which one do you go for? Oh, who wears flip flops? I hate flip flops. I hate them. Yeah, <laughs> definitely shoes. Actually, I normally only wear um, Jeffrey West boots. But I just bought some um, Louboutin trainers to try out. So, um, yeah, but no sandals, never, no flip-flops, don't like them. And did it come with the explanation on how to nail the accent with the Louboutin, with the Louboutin shoes? I'm curious. No, I, I just, I'm cultured. What can I say? I just try and get it right. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Hustle your face off or structure your day? Uh, structure your day, leverage your time, 100%. Yeah, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, when it comes to personal development, read, watch, or listen? Listen. I like net time leverage. So listen on audiobooks, podcasts. Um, I'm actually recording my new book, Opportunity, in the studio tomorrow. And I hate doing audio readings, but I'm doing them because yeah. so many of my um, audience like to hear me talk, even though I don't talk that well. So listen. <laughs> All day long. It's net time leverage. You can do it while walking, running in the car, in the gym. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
No, I, I love it. And what I, I know that for, from your Instagram, guys, for those of you who don't follow Rob, uh, it's at Rob Moore. It's, it's more double O, right? So M double O R E. So at Rob Moore Progressive. Go find him. He's got a little blue tick. He's one of the greats to have that little blue tick next to his name. He's worked his ass off to be able to make that happen in a structured way. So last one is what's your favorite quote? If you don't risk anything, you risk everything. And that's my one. But that um, is, it's a good one to have your name next to. I like it. I'll yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, there's so many great quotes. How do you even start? No, it's. Uh, I actually do like that one because I think if you don't risk anything, you risk everything. Mm -hmm. But uh, I mean, hurt people hurt people. Very true. Mm -hmm. um, where focus goes, energy flows and results show. Mm -hmm. Very true. Nah. Never wrestle with a pig in shit. You both get covered in shit, but the pig likes it about <laughs> haters. Very true. Very true. <laughs> uh, the skill set without the mindset will leave you upset. Very yeah. true. I'm a quote machine. Uh, oh, here we go. You could go the other way. If you do it, if you get it right, you get the jet set, right? You get the skill yeah. set and the mindset. You have that jet set. All right. So, so you are the disruptive entrepreneur. So I'm obviously, I, I teach and train and coach the network marketing profession after having a long background, after my mom and dad thinking that MLM stood for Make Love Monthly in, in 1987. Uh, when they went on to make their multi-millions, I followed them around the world, uh, being grateful enough to, to have a, a life in this. But I call network marketing, I think the other way of network marketing is chicken entrepreneurship. Because there's no, it's not true entrepreneurship because you're not risking, like maybe you're not risking like $100,000 and you're not, you're not going to the bank and loaning, you know, remortgaging your home and stuff. You maybe got like a 200, 300, 400 pound outlay, not necessarily investment, but like an outlay, but you invest in your time, right? So what's, have you always been, like, take us back to the story. Have you always been like a natural entrepreneur, risk taker, all in structured kind of guy? Is it, is it something that you've kind of, molded into yeah i don't think there's any such thing as a natural entrepreneur mm -hmm. i think you develop traits over time based on your upbringing that are more suited to risk oh. so don't forget there's an intrapreneur and by the way tim cook is an intrapreneur you know current um head of apple so you can make a lot of money being an intrapreneur mm -hmm. you can work for a network marketing company that you didn't set up mm -hmm. you could argue that's intrapreneurship because the company that you know has the product, they took the risk. Um, but of course, everyone risks their time. So that's worthy of note. Um, so no, I mean, my dad was an entrepreneur. Uh, really, my trait that makes me entrepreneurial is my rebellion streak and my lack of um, ability to take instructions from people. <laughs> so that's really my what I would say is the most entrepreneurial thing about me, the um, contrarian, the observe the masses do the opposite. Mm -hmm. um, I, I like risk, but I don't like massive risk. I don't take massive risk. I don't put my house and my cars and everything I own on the line like some have. So probably not as, got as big a appetite for risk as some, because you know, there's that go all in mentality. Well, if you go all in and you land on black instead of red, then you're dead and you have to start again. Mm -hmm. Also, I'm 42 now with two children and I've got a lot to lose. We've got, pushing 200 staff across four companies. So I probably don't take as much risk as I did in my 20s. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so mm -hmm. I can so, carry on. But yeah. yeah, no, I, I get it. I get it. So was your dad a mentor to you? Was he like a, was he, did he play a mentorship role? No, not really. So you were inspired by the entrepreneurship, saw that work and that, and that made you want to become an entrepreneur, but he wasn't your mentor. 
Yeah, I mean, I just, any time I could get with him, I got with him and he used to take me around what he was doing because he was so busy. So I had to take me along, buying the pubs, the bars, the hotels. I would work in the restaurants. He would take me to the auctions when he would buy stuff. Um, so I, it was a way for me to be with him because he was always working because he just worked for himself. And if he didn't take me with him, I wouldn't have seen him because mm -hmm. he worked so many hours. Yeah. But I just loved being with him and I loved all of that. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what traits I learned from him from a skill set point of view, but definitely from a mindset point of view, I, I, I developed that rebellious um, desire to do something that maybe you could call your own. Mm -hmm. Although my mindset has changed on having your own business now. I, I just think you run your own business. You'd have more responsibility staff. You pay more taxes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you create a lot of economy. You have more risk. Um, so I suppose when I actually became an entrepreneur, I knew I wanted to be one. But all I really knew was I didn't want to work for anyone else. Mm -hmm. But then all the traits, all the skills, sales and marketing and the you know, the, the solving of problems and the collaborations and the human relations and all of that. I had to learn that on the go as an entrepreneur, either in the battlefield of entrepreneurship or by doing courses and personal development and going on all sorts of mentorships and masterminds. Because mm -hmm. I was I was on a clubhouse room. Uh, I, you know, I've, I, we'll talk about clubhouse in a second because I've, I've got my, my pros and cons to it. Uh, you know, maybe it's because of time zone. I'm in, I'm in Dubai, right? So it's Bit of a nightmare time zone to be with on Clubhouse. So, um, I, 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 I with, with Clubhouse, I, I, I absolutely love Clubhouse. Let's talk about it right now. Um, I've seen that you. I've been jumping into some of the rooms that you're in, and there was one of the rooms. It was a couple of maybe a couple of weeks ago, maybe even a month or so ago. I've only been on it for six weeks. I've been active on it for two. Um, and there was one guy who said that he believes that mentorship was a waste of time. Paying for mentorship or guidance was a waste of time. What's your view on someone saying something like that, especially in Clubhouse where, you know, people believe the bios that they read. A lot of the bios, I don't know really how much of them are actually true or not. Um, but what's your opinion on someone saying that mentorship is a waste of time or a, guidance is a, is a waste of time? Well, to be honest, even talking about that is a waste of time. <laughs> um, because... You go on Facebook and there's a load of people bitching about Clubhouse and I'm about to hit 100,000 followers in 42 days. It's crazy. So what do I want to spend my time on? Answering to people who are bitching about Clubhouse who aren't even on Clubhouse, who don't know how to work Clubhouse or actually being in Clubhouse and, you know, building a, a brand and a following. Yeah. Um, so but I will answer the question because it's out of respect for mm -hmm. you, Fraser. And I'm being somewhat flippant, but... When there's, when there's noise and nonsense, you're best off just ignoring it. Because as soon as you go, oh, then you're in their world. And then you're in the shit with the pig. But the pig likes it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but what would I say to that? The first thing I'll do is go, all right, I'll check their bio, do a bit of research on them. How wealthy are they? How successful are they? How much money have they made? Um, and I'd probably find that they've done nothing. Uh, and so therefore I'd automatically get my answer mm -hmm. um, and I'd automatically know who to um, discount because mm -hmm. you find me any successful entrepreneur who's never had a mentor or any successful entrepreneur that says mentorship is a waste of time. Find me any successful entrepreneur that's ever done that. Now, look, do you have to get your own lessons? Yes. Do you have to make your own mistakes? Yes. But can you stand on the shoulders of giants? Of course you can. Can you leverage the time and experience and mistakes and failures of other people? Of course you can. I mean, isn't that common sense? Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. Look at it like this, Fraser. Would you rather lose your own money or learn from someone else about when they lost their money so you don't have to lose your money? Would you rather go bust and learn about going bust by going bust or learning from someone who went bust so you don't have to go bust? I mean, it's, it's fucking obvious to me, yeah. but that's because I don't think in the same way as mass, the mass, the masses. It, and it, some people are oh, like some people, you know, some people on Clubhouse are just selling mentoring and masterminding. Yeah, some are. Some people on Clubhouse are just there to bitch about everyone else on Clubhouse. Yeah. If you're on Clubhouse to bitch about everyone else on Clubhouse, get yeah. the fuck off Clubhouse. What are you doing? If you don't yeah. like it, leave everyone alone. But, yeah. you know... No, and you don't know it. It's it's the truth as well. You know, I, I'm in I'm in an industry, the network marketing industry, where everyone gets a mentor by just joining, and it's been a yeah. problem because then it's like, well, Up why line. do I need to pay yeah. for a mentor? Why do I need to pay for a mentor when I've already got a mentor? So it's 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 an interesting one. I've always by the way, Fraser, as well. I'd need context. So I've given you a generic answer to your generic statement. Hmm. So yeah. I just want to you know. Uh, for me, the answer is normally it depends and I need context and I don't know this person. So yeah. I'm going off on what you told me, which was mm -hmm. just you don't need a mentor. It's a waste of time. Mm -hmm. um, look, if you are a mentor and don't do anything, it's a waste of time and money. Yeah. If you hire a mentor and do something with it, you'll get a return on your investment. Well, it was in context to YouTube. You don't need a mentor and guidance now because you can find it all on YouTube. That oh, is, yeah. you know, yeah, exactly. So, all right, you know, so someone call if, it dumb tax, you know, you pay your dumb tax. Yeah, let's talk about this. Uh, so, um, if you could get everything you need to be wealthy and successful on YouTube and Google, anyone can use YouTube and Google, therefore, anyone would be wealthy. So, that's bollocks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what there's no context for the information, is there? There's none. Like you can Google, all right, I'll tell you what I'm going to do now. I'm going to Google how to get rich. Let's see how rich I get. I'm just going to do it now. How to, how to get rich. Let's see what I come up with and see how much money I make getting rich by Googling. Oh, add value, tax yourself, create a plan, invest, start a business. Well, that's fucking helpful, isn't it? <laughs> come on. You need context yeah. and you don't get context our problem is, isn't information, it's implementation of information. That's what the mentor gives you. Mm -hmm. Of course, assuming they're a good one, because there are obviously, there's sometimes people are like, oh, there's these people who sell courses and are mentoring and they're rubbish. Yeah, there's rubbish mentors and people who sell courses. Mm -hmm. There's also brilliant ones. There's rubbish people in network marketing. There's rubbish companies and there's brilliant ones. There's yeah. rubbish social media apps and there's brilliant ones. There's rubbish martial arts in instructors and brilliant ones. There's rubbish everything and brilliant everything. Yeah. It's just... A, don't know why that people don't get it, but see, I, don't, I don't really, I don't spend my time talking about this stuff. They talk about this stuff and stay yeah. poor. Mm -hmm. I talk to billionaires and, yeah. and get more rich. <laughs> <laughs> and guys, talking about the billionaires conversation again, if you go and find the disruptive entrepreneur, uh, it's Rob Moore's podcast. It's amazing. He's, how many, how many billionaires have you interviewed on there now? Because I know you've I done think 600. 15. I think 15, yeah. 15 out of 600. So like, it's a solid, that's a solid percentage of, of your yeah. episode to being a being billionaire base. So hat, hats off to you, mate. I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. I need to top you. I need to top. But I have heard that you've got two no, public speaking me. world records. I know, bro. I know. No, I, I I know, man. But you know, sometimes, you know, I'm I'm from Liverpool, so we're quite competitive in nature. Um, so we like we like to set goals and stuff. 
with the mentorship guys, like for those of you who listen, and I, I've always, I've always learned since a kid by going to events all over the world and obviously becoming a speaker, uh, and it, which has been an amazing part of my journey, but set an assignment, hold them accountable, acknowledge them when they've done it. Right. That's pretty much the triple A system to, to, to basic mentorship. It can go a lot deeper in there. So what I know, I know you talked about some of the traits and uh, I want to talk about clubhouse really, really quickly. For me, I built, I built my brand on Facebook, my personal profile, all organic before I started the other, the other platforms. And the majority of the sales that have come in my, in my business have come from Facebook. However, I have yet to see a platform outside of TikTok where people have to be like super creative and unless they're repurposing content and all that fun stuff. I've yet to see a platform where you don't even have to get dressed and build a following without even taking a photo, doing a video or anything. Obviously, 42 days, 100,000 followers is unicorn-like. It's unicorn-like. What would you say has been your, your, not secret, your system to be able to do that? Because you give a lot of value on there. It's Rob with the orange head. You'll know when you're in a room with Rob because he'll be towards the top of the clubhouse. He'll have the orange background. No one dares have another orange background. He's owned that color, unfortunately, because that's also my color of my book, one of my books. Uh, so I couldn't go with orange. So I had to go with yellow, which I was a little bit gutted about. But I'm letting you own that one. You can have that one. What would you be your, what's your kind of system day to day on Clubhouse at the moment to get that following? I think um, definitely giving value as much as you can and helping people from a place of service and knowing what you're talking about. Because I, I know people who've been in there as long as me or longer and been in as many rooms as me, but they've clearly not shared as much knowledge or information because their following is maybe a quarter of the size of mine. Hmm. So the adding value is definitely one. Obviously, you know, being there and being present and investing the time to get to know the right rooms and start the right rooms and get aligned with the right people and be around the right moderators and all those kind of things, um, that, that certainly has helped. Um, we've, you know, maybe working as a team and collaborating with a few people so that you can run a room and have a good banter and debate going between a few of you. We have the UK Mod Squad. We're quite well known on clubhouse for that and there's sort of seven of us and we have good banter and we go really deep really deep debates on subjects um you run in regular rooms you know we, we run rooms really daily we, even if we don't intend to we really run rooms daily so definitely um the regularity of that the consistency of showing up yeah. um and, and and reaching out to plenty of people on instagram which is the channel where you dm through and, and being active and following people up and getting their WhatsApp or giving you their WhatsApp and, mm -hmm. you know, having a back channel conversation with people and getting to know them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I, I never went on there intending to monetize it. I just yeah. went on there intending to build. My motive was I wanted to build a following. Yeah. So, and my unselfish motive was that I wanted to give really good value. And I thought those two work quite well. If I give really good value, I build a following. If I build a good following, people will come to me and be able to give good value. Mm -hmm. So it's a good selfish, selfless balance there. Mm -hmm. But actually just today, um, we've done two £12,000 sales. So that's £24,000 plus of that directly from Clubhouse. Mm -hmm. No funnel, no intention per se. Um, and I've done quite a few podcasts like this from people who've mm -hmm. reached out to me on, pod, on Clubhouse. I've had four or five keynote speaking gigs. One or two I would have got anyway, probably, but Clubhouse just exp sped so, it up and expedited mm -hmm. it. 
Um, my Instagram following has um, grown <laughs> by 12,000, something like that. It's about 12% of people who follow me on Clubhouse seem to follow me on Instagram. Yeah. Really, really well connected with a lot of really cool and interesting people. Love it. All just 40 days in. And the first few days, I was just like, what's this? And trying yeah. to <clears throat> So, yeah, it's, I mean, I gained 6,000 followers yesterday. Um, so that is, what, about 300 followers an hour? Yeah. I wouldn't even gain that in a week on Twitter. So Not. more followers in an hour on Clubhouse than a week on Twitter. And it will just accelerate because of the, because of, you know, the positioning in, in, the, in, in the platform that you are. So my story is a little bit different, guys. So for those of you who are like, oh, running a room, running a room, running a room. I started, I got, I got nominated uh, on the 28th of December. Uh, so just before New Year's, I have my family here. And I was on it in the mornings and the evenings. That was it. I have never run a room. And I have 10,000 followers on there. I've never run a room. I was on it solidly for the. I was yeah. I was on there solidly for the first two weeks. Haven't been. I was on there last night, but I had a four week sabbatical because my productivity was actually dipping, and I'm very very aware of that because I was up super early, exhausted because I was not because of the time differences here in Dubai and stuff. It was everyone was American when I heard your voice, and I think another Brit Brit voice. I was like, oh, wow, it's now not just in the US because it just seems to be American accent. So. Um, I know we're kind of talking about loads of different things here, but that's just the way my brain works. Um, it's it just kind of, it's kind of, kind of, it's not, it's served me well and it's served me bad. But I love, um, I was reading some of the reviews of your book, Life Leverage, and it seemed to be possibly the perfect book, because you've got lots of books, but it seems to be a perfect book for network marketers to read. Um, and I think a lot of it, because from what I was seeing, it was quite a lot structure in your day, time kind of management. Can you touch, I know it's a whole conversation, but could you touch on maybe some of the reasons why you think someone in network marketing should get that book? And then we can talk about, I'm, I'm going to do a little contest here to see if we can get that book in a few people's hands. Okay. I think probably because it helps you create a daily routine that maximizes your time. Uh, I think because it helps you achieve more with less. It helps you a lot with outsourcing systems and processes so that, you know, you don't end up chasing your tail. You can spend a lot of time doing not a lot and a lot of time doing admin instead of actually the key result areas and the income generating tasks that um, actually um, move the needle the most in your business and, and you know, get the deal done. Um, also, there's so many little hacks for time saver here, time saver here understanding the value of your hour, understanding what to insource and outsource. Um, and just, I, I guess cheating time is the wrong word, but, you know, instead of reading a book, listen to an audio book. And then mm. you can listen to the audio book while, while working out. And then that takes one unit of time, not two. And so there's a lot of that where you can turn two units of time into one, which means you can double your um, productivity. And let's be honest, if you want to grow big in network marketing, you've got to be organized, you've got to be productive, you've got to be efficient, you've got to know how to close the sale and work on the income generating tasks and then try and outsource all the admin behind it. So that's probably why. Network marketers seem to buy that book in droves. So do um, fitness instructors, because what mm -hmm. fitness instructors don't know how to do is go from working in David Lloyd to becoming the businessman David Lloyd. And I interviewed, I interviewed David Lloyd. And David Lloyd has hundreds of health clubs and he's famous for health clubs. 
But what most PTs do is work in David Lloyd for David Lloyd instead of becoming the gym owner, David Lloyd. And there's a completely different mentality in that. And the book sort of talks about the difference. Mm-hmm. So so because here's one of the things that the network marketers may be listening into this. And the, the audience is worldwide. I think about 20% of the listeners are UK and the rest is international. Um, uh, they're probably thinking, I know, I've heard about outsourcing. I've heard how amazing it is. Like, but I can't even pay, I can't, af- I can't even afford to pay myself yet. And then I believe they're in this kind of like, they're doing all these different things and they're not, they're, they're doing, they're busy working, they're action faking, not action taking. They think they are by scrolling news feeds on social media, but they're not actually working at all. They just think they are. What would be your, what would be your advice or words of wisdom or encouragement or, or guidance if someone who feels that they can't afford to get someone to help with cleaning the house or being able to do some admin or some of the basic stuff that they can delegate. Um, what would be some of, what would be some of the, the tips that you would, you would share with them or, or the ideas behind it that you would share with them? Um, I'd say you can't afford not to. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're looking at how much something costs, you're not looking at the opportunity cost of the investment of doing it. Mm-hmm. So let's say an outsourcer is 15 pounds or $20 an hour, $20 an hour. Well, if you do that $20 an hour task, you can't do a $100 hour task. Mm. So as soon as you pay $20 and outsource the task and you free your hour and you do the $100 task in that time, you're net up $80. Mm -hmm. So any low value task that you should be outsourcing that you do keep your income generating value down. Mm -hmm. But your high income generating value tasks are sales, marketing, building your personal brand, collaborations, connections, lead generation, etc. Mm-hmm. And um, anything that stops you doing that is going to obviously pull your time away from that, which means that you're not going to be able to generate revenue. And therefore, it's going to bring your average income generating value down. Mm-hmm. So only when you outsource the minutiae, can you then go back into income generating tasks and increase your revenue. So it's just a paradoxical way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Now, when, when I started, Places like People Per Hour and Your Man in India, mm-hmm. they weren't that well known. They were just becoming a thing. And really, you, you needed a PA, a person. Now you can now go to Upwork, um, onlinejobs.ph, and all yes. these different outsourcing websites. Um, rent a coder. Uh, I'll, um, I've got a coding job. Everyone bids for it. Got a rating system. Yeah, you can do it. $35. Need some design for my websites. You know, Fiverr.com, $5 for that. Someone to edit my podcast, $30 for that. Someone to transcribe this audio note into a document, $40 for that. That all could have taken you 10 hours, 10 hours to do that. You put 10 hours into sales, how much money are you going to make? Exactly, exactly. And I I, I absolutely love it. And I think one thing I I found out about you real, real quick, just from the last 20-odd minutes we've been speaking here is, you are very, very direct, straightforward, and you don't you don't waste your time. You uh, are there's no point. And I think for those of you who are listening who are outside of the UK, you might be like, "Whoa, this guy is direct." That's what you need. That's what you need to be successful. I've hung around people who will take one minute to tell me something, and they'll take me an hour to tell me the exact same thing as the person who takes one minute. So. I believe everyone needs a little bit more. Well, you need a little bit more of Rob Moore in your life. Kind of a pun intended, kind of not pun intended. There we go. I had to get that in there. 
So what we're going to do here is this, if you're most likely listening to this on episode 112 of the Network Marketing Ninja podcast, what I want you to do is first and foremost, want you to go over, can they get the book on Amazon? I think I saw it on Amazon. Yeah, Life Leverage, Money, Amazon, yeah. Life Leverage, go on, go on Amazon, get yourself a copy of the book. When you're on the receipts page, I want you to take a screenshot on your device and I want you to send that to me, info at FraserBrooks.com. I'll leave the I'll leave the stuff in the show notes um, of this of this episode. Go ahead and give me that email that receipt over to us. And I'm gonna on the 28th of March, which is my birthday, uh, I will then do a draw. And one of you, one of you guys, I'll do a, a coaching call with you uh, because we like to reward the things that we like to see duplicated. Personal development is one of the fundamental things you need to be doing to, to grow as well. So that's life, let's life leverage. Um, also take a screenshot of the, the podcast that you see on your device right now. Uh, you should see the Network Marketing Ninja podcast uh, artwork. It's me looking like I've absolutely lost my mind because I usually do when I'm on the stage. Take a screenshot of that, post it onto your Instagram stories, tag me at Fraser Brooks Online and at Rob Moore Progressive. And just put a little note saying this was fire. This was awesome. Love that tip Rob shared. Just put something on there so that we know you've listened to it. You, we know you've completed this task. And Rob, I know we've covered a lot of different things here. And I would love to be able to talk to you for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours. Uh, but time is valuable. Every single minute here is 100 followers less on, on, on Clubhouse that you're not picking up on. Uh, so what would, you, what would you leave the guys with? And a typical network marketer, they, they, they're in the business because they have that entrepreneur. They feel like they have that entrepreneurial gene in their body or cell in their body. They're so excited about the future. They may be, they're either disappointed or they're about to hit disappointment. What would be your final thoughts to, to get them to make sure they stick with it, grow through it, uh, and don't quit before pay them? Okay, so let's say I hit a ceiling, a barrier, a challenge, or a disappointment. Um, I like to stop and think, hmm, everyone who's doing what I'm doing also hits this point. How many people give up, turn around and go home? That'd be quite a lot. And because I like to observe the masses and do the opposites and I'm a rebel, that makes me want to push through that barrier or that challenge even more. It's also wise to know that every time you solve a problem, your reward is a bigger one. And too many people are delusional that once they've got to X level, once I'm making X a month, once I get to X level on the upline, then I can retire, then life will be easy. No, 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 new level, new devil. So just knowing that your reward for solving a problem is a bigger one, but you'll be better at solving it. You'll be more grateful for solving it. And look, every upside has a downside, every downside has an upside. So you can look at anything that happens and you can turn a positive spin on it if you choose to. So I was in two minds whether to go into a room on Clubhouse this morning. It was a room I used to go in in the early days. My brand's grown quite big now. But I thought I'd go in and add some value to people. I went in that room. There was 200 odd people in it. It immediately went up to 550 people. And I started answering some questions. And someone blocked me and kicked me out of the room. Oh, come on. And I thought, hmm. Now, honestly, it didn't really bother me. A month ago, it would have done, but I know the game. And, you know, I know it was someone who was, you know, they had an issue that wasn't to do with me, it was to do with them. And I thought, hmm, okay. And I spoke to the guy whose room it was and he tried to solve it because, you know, he needed to know. In the end, I thought, okay, well, what's good about that? 
maybe that was the little um, signal that I needed that maybe I don't go in rooms like that. Maybe my brand is at a different place now and I only run my own rooms or only go in other type of rooms. Also, it connected with me more with the owner of the room because we were WhatsApping and helping each other. Um, mm -hmm. So there were, there were upsides to that. That's just a little thing that happened this morning. It's minutiae in the grand scheme of life. But anything that happens, there can be a positive spin on it if you look for it. Um, so see your challenges as also opportunities. I love it. And I, one, one thing that I've always been taught since a kid is my, my job at Neto Marketing Events since I was seven years old is to mark every single speaker. The name, the score out of 10, and the reason why I gave that score. And one of the things is whenever something good or bad happens in your life, add it to your story inventory because one day you'll be paid for it. One day you will be paid for the little stories that you uh, that you are you know that, you, that happen in your life, whether it's a bump in the car or achievement or anything like that. So, Rob, you are incredible. I appreciate the value you've got that that little orange head thumbnail on Clubhouse. I'm telling you guys, you will notice it. If I, I, I'm going to tell you this, go on three rooms when you're able to go on Clubhouse. Whether you have to wait to be accepted in, invited in, or you know you've got an Android, go buy an iPhone. Trust me, it'll be the best investment you've ever made. But I almost guarantee you. UK time zone, I think Rob wakes up at about half three in the morning, right? UK time zone, the first three rooms that you ever go in, I guarantee you'll see Rob, Rob Moore's thumbnail in one of those. It's just, it's just the way it is. The guy's a beast. He's everywhere. He's crushing it. So at Rob Moore Progressive, the disruptive entrepreneur, I appreciate you. Thanks so much for your time, mate. Uh, and guys, see you on the next episode of the Network Master Ninja. Bye-bye.